the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Pastor John Allworth. behaviors and addictions are rampant in our society. People are in bondage to alcohol, drugs, pornography, codependent relationships, and more. If you or a loved one is stuck in the cycle of shame, guilt, and continued destructive behavior, keep listening. Recovery Radio Houston with Pastor John Allworth and Tony D starts now. They'll take your calls and share how the healing power of a personal relationship with Christ saved them and can do the same for you or your loved ones. God wants you to walk into the light. Recovery Radio Houston is live. Good evening, Southeast Texas. Welcome to Recovery Radio Houston on a uh, beautiful Saturday evening. Uh, quarantine, I don't know, what are we in, Tony? Week three? Week a holding three? pattern. A holding pattern. Well, you know, what's interesting, Tony, is that on Easter Day, um, back uh, in 33 AD, um, the disciples. Uh, Jesus had been crucified on the cross. Uh, they were um, afraid. They were prosecuted. They were the Romans were looking for them. Uh, they had heard word that perhaps Jesus had been resurrected, but they hadn't seen him yet. Mm. And they were quarantined in a house, and they were all together, you know. And so, uh, this is a time when when many people are lost out there. Um, we're quarantined in our homes, but you know, it's also a time when we can get around family. And we can look forward to the time to come, and we can have hope. And, you know, in, in addiction, we've got to focus on that hope as, as opposed to, you know, there's a reason that a, a mirror in a car, the rearview mirror is smaller than the window in the front. And that's because uh, we need to look to the, to the future. We don't you know? need to see the past. We don't need to dwell on the past. You know, you got to learn from it, and you got to look at it occasionally. Um, you got to go through some introspection. But you need to focus on the front in that big, wide mirror there or glass there that, that tells you where you're going. Mm-hmm. And where you're going when you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ is you're going someplace better. Yeah. You know, not not just now on this earth, but for, for, for eternity. And that's a wonderful thing. So we want to welcome everybody tonight. I know it's difficult out there. Relapse rates are up and people are, are stuck at home. And, and, you know, there's a tendency to kind of to give up. But now is not the time to give up. Now is the time to be strong. Now is the time to spend with your family. That's what we've been doing. And I know you have been too. Tony, you went to a birthday party today. I was there for a little bit. Okay. I got to eat a little something. Well, we've been playing games and, and yeah. uh, you know, just, just you know, reading our Bible and, and worshiping together and on Sundays watching things. We're going to have a uh, our home church and Humble is having a drive-up service. We're going to stay in our cars. We're going to be responsible, but we're going to have a drive-up service uh, 
tomorrow at, at New Covenant Church, 901 Wilson Road, if you'd like to join us. So start, um, start praying now. It don't rain. Yeah, well, it's going to rain, but, <laughs> but we'll be in our cars. And I, I, I asked Pastor Yeah, but Roger, Pastor won't. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's going to have a canopy. I asked Pastor Roger. You know, Pastor Roger's brilliant. At, at, uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so we're going to have a show tonight, but let's do something. First of all, I want everybody to know that God wants them to know that no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, uh, no matter where you find yourself tonight, he loves you, and he has forgiven you, and he's got a mighty purpose in your life. And and sometimes the those of us that have done the worst things and have been through the most turmoil, we have the biggest testimony to give. Yeah. And and so we're going to have a two part show tonight. We're going to interview um, a lady named Megan McCullum who has a ministry that ministers to women who have been victims of sexual abuse and of the sex industry. And so we're going to take a little bit different turn because, you know, there's a pandemic in this country, Tony, and, and it involves sexual sexual exploitation and sexual addiction. And it gets swept under the rug, and we don't talk about it near as much as drugs and alcohol, but we're going to go there tonight, and we're going to talk with her about the good work that she's doing, and most importantly, how she's pointing people to uh, their personal Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and that's changing lives. It's an amazing ministry. It really is. It's called Heels to Halos. Heels to Halo. So we're going to get her on in just one minute. I'm going to set the stage. And then in part two, in our second part, we're going to go back to talking about uh, how you stay sober and how you stay strong and how you avoid relapse in this time of quarantine. So we encourage people to call us at that point. Uh, that The number is 1-800-808-5548. 5548. Good I hope. I don't I have think. my outline in front of me. Let's uh, let's double check that on Facebook. But uh, I believe it is 5548. 1-800-808-5548. So we'll be taking calls in the second half of the show. And I, uh, I've i got it here on my phone, so I'm going to double check that because we don't, we don't want to get people calling the wrong number. Uh, some t- one time I, I did give somebody the wrong number. It's, yeah, 1-800-808-5548. So uh, we'll be taking calls in the second half of the show. Uh, so we want to have calls for people to sh- share their victories with us. Tell us how they're spending this time. Tell us how they're staying sober, how they're staying safe, because we want everybody to be safe out there. And also for prayer requests. And you don't have to. You can be anonymous. You don't have to give us your name. Uh, also, we're on Facebook Live, but I want to tell everybody tonight that we're about to go into this interview. And if you're watching us on Facebook Live, you're not going to be able to hear Megan. Because of the technology, uh, you need to listen on the lack radio. Lack of technology. Or lack of technology. <laughs> you need to listen on the radio, and you can do that by going to kkht.com, and uh, and there's a listen live button that you can press, or you can turn on a radio the old-fashioned way. 100.7. The, the good, word. The word, and or you can download the app, uh, the KKHD 100.7 app, and you can listen and watch us if you'd like. Uh, we're not too exciting here, but... But again, if you're on Facebook Live, you won't be able to hear the interview. I want to, before we get Megan, pull Megan up, and she's uh, graciously holding on the line. I want to set the stage a little bit. Why don't, why don't we bring her in, and, and I'll set the stage first uh, while she's on the line. Megan, how are you this evening? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Hello, uh, Megan. Well, we're doing great, and we want to thank you so much for for joining us tonight. And we're excited to hear about your ministry and and hear about the hope that people have when they place their lives in, in, in the hands of Jesus Christ. Uh, if you don't mind mm-hmm. listening for a minute, I'm going to go through some statistics. Uh, I've done some research, and I want to—I I, I want people to have an idea because we tend to sh- to uh, push this problem under the rug. People don't want to talk about it; uh, they ignore it. Men out there don't realize the harm that they're doing by participating in the sex industry uh, and the consequences. And so, 
I, I want to go through some things, so just give me one second, please. Worldwide, the sex industry is, is uh, and the pornography industry is estimated to bring in $97 billion. Uh, that's more than the NFL, NBA, and Major League Baseball combined. 30% of all data across the Internet is, uh, at any given time, is pornography. Uh, there are more visits uh, to pornographic sites than there are to Netflix, Twitter, and Amazon combined. The largest site uh, one year had 33 billion 500 million visits, and that encompassed 5 billion 517,000 hours. Uh, there are 21 million victims of sex trafficking worldwide, according to the International Labor Office. Um, of of trafficking, four four million five hundred thousand of those are are of sex trafficking. The people who are sex trafficked tend to have mental or physical disabilities, or be the victims of sexual abuse, abuse, or under the age of eighteen. Uh, sex trafficking uh, generates thirty one billion six hundred million dollars worldwide, and it is number two in organized crime behind the drug trafficking. Uh, there are more strip clubs in the United States than in any other country in the world. They employ about 500,000 people that aren't employed right now. Uh, $8 billion a year in, in revenues to strip clubs. Uh, there's an underground economy that generates an incredible amount of money. So the, the work that you're doing, Megan, and I'll, I'm going to turn back to you now, so thank you for indulging that. But the work that you do is critically important in our society. So um, tell, us, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, one, thank you for, for having me. Um, well, as you guys introduced, my name is Megan, and I myself actually come from the adult industry. Um, and so I have been out and set free um, from, you know, my addictions and that lifestyle and that mindset and bondage for 16 years now. Praise um, the Lord. Yes. And so I gave my life to the Lord when I was um, 16 years old. And, you know, lived for him and did all the right things. And I said all the right things. And I was in a wonderful family. But the missing piece in my life, and I'm going to fast forward to what I'm getting at, is that I had an emotional experience with Jesus and with church, but I didn't have an internal heart change. Right. And so there's a difference that happens there. And that's where it comes back to discipleship and walking alongside of someone and having healthy accountability and someone to walk with you and say, it's okay to help pick you up when you can't lift yourself up. And so when I was 18, um, I left that home and moved from state to state, was on my own since I was 14 years old, lost my virginity when I was 14 years old to a complete stranger. Um, and it was just kind of that kid that was tossed from family to family, started doing drugs, um, left, you know, and said, you know what, I know what this God life is about. And I'm not going to have a foot in and a foot out. And so I ran 150 miles an hour into the devil's arms. Um, And like the Bible talks about, you know, it will come back sevenfold. My life, because of my choice, I had people around me who loved me. I had people around me who would have been there for me, but I chose to run. I chose to do me. And it almost killed me. And that's when I actually started working in strip clubs. Um, started dancing, started doing some things I'm not too proud about for money. Um, and my life took a really big downward spiral from there. Wow. So what, what happened to, to, to change things? You know, the enemy is out there roaring like a, like a lion and, and he's, you know, he's a liar, 
but he, he's got a powerful effect on many of us, and uh, we can listen to, you know, uh, Tony and I both went down the wrong road, and uh, addiction and compulsive behavior, or addiction and compulsive behavior. So tell us, how, how did things begin to change around? Well, where it, where it began to change around for me, I believe, and I know, was when that seed was sown in my spirit the day I gave my life to Jesus at that altar. Amen. And the people that poured into me and the conversations and the prayer time that I did spend with the Lord. But like you said, Tony, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and he wants to take our peace, and he wants to isolate us. And if he can get you to isolate yourself away from others, if he can get you to feel shame and fear and not want to come forward because of what people are going to think about you, then he's got you in the palm of his hand. And that's what happened to me coupled with just wanting to do me. And so my turning moment was during that time, even when I was on stage, even when I was in the club and doing these things, I am here to tell you there were moments where I felt the Lord's presence. Isn't that amazing? I felt him. That is, it ab- is amazing because yeah. he doesn't leave us. No, you know? he, he's always there. It's the story the prodigal son tells us. He's always there with open arms. And even when we're in the midst of it, even, you know, as the Bible says, he died yet while we were still in sin. You know, he's he's there for us. And people do that. The, the enemy isolates us and he gets us alone. You just said it so well. Yeah. Thank you. So c- keep telling us your story. This is, uh, we really appreciate yeah. having you. So as, as during that time, there were moments where I felt his presence. Um, there was one particular time I remember being on stage and I felt the Lord speak to me and he said, I love you, Megan. And I heard it loud and I heard it clear and he's a good God and he's a gentleman and he has already died for us. You know, he wants us to come to him with and give us his all and lay our life down as a, as a sacrifice to him. And so um, what ended up happening, the turning point was really all God. Um, I ended up meeting my husband in the club. He was a customer of mine. And listen, I'll make a little joke. I tell people, men, don't go to the strip club looking for your wife, okay? <laughs> I tell women, I don't encourage them looking for their husbands in the strip club. But for me, that's how God woke me up. Yeah, you let, know, let, me, let me stop you right there because we got a couple of messages on, I'm sorry, on, on, on our Facebook Live as we announced at the beginning of the program. You need to turn tune in to the to the radio or to the app or go to kkht.com and hit the live now button in order to hear the caller. The technology is such that you, you can't hear. Uh, she's calling in. So uh, you can stay on Facebook Live, but you need to go to the radio uh, or to the uh, kkht.com or to the app, which is KKHT app 100.7, and then you can hear. I'm so sorry, Megan. Okay, so. It's okay. <laughs> so, so, so tell us. So how did that change things? So. How it ended up changing was in the in the midst of that, um, for the first time in my life, I was encountering a physical person in front of me that was professing to love me for who I was and wasn't believing it. And one day I thought that I might be pregnant. And so I stood in the restroom before pregnancy test, took all of them in complete denial. And all of them said I was pregnant. And in that moment, the Lord met me in that bathroom and I wept. And I was delivered instantly from my cocaine addiction, from severe drinking of alcohol, and I didn't go, I didn't turn back. And my husband and I are now married. We'll have our 16th wedding anniversary in May, and we have three beautiful children. And listen, it hasn't been easy. 
but God met me in that bathroom that day. Mm. And he took it from me because I didn't want to be the mother that was a drug addicted stripper who couldn't pull her life together. And I knew that the only person that could do it was through God, but I still had a support system around me to be able to help walk me through that process. And it hasn't been easy. My husband had problems with pornography. I have still 16 years later, you know, deliverance and freedom is a process. And I think sometimes we beat ourselves up because we're expected and we're taught, oh, it happens now in the supernatural, and it can. But healing can also take time. There's wounds that need to be healed. Well, I think that's what a lot of people don't understand. Jesus does deliver immediately, and it's wonderful. But there's a saying in, in, in the recovery community that without God, I can't, and without me, God won't. It is a process. You, you People that haven't been addicted don't understand. Mm-hmm. You, the, the Lord put people around us to help us and to give us strength, yeah. and he wants a continuing relationship with us. And, you know, everybody's familiar with the term backsliding. You know, yeah. I mean, you can walk away from him, but but it, it, you can be delivered, but you've got to stay plugged in. That's what the recovery community is about. That's what our ministry, Break Every Chain, is about. And, uh, yeah. you, you know, you, it, it, it does take it does take work when you when you've been addicted or when you've been compulsed. So, so okay. So you've been married sixteen years. Praise the Lord. You've got children, and I've um, met one of your sons. He's just absolutely amazing. He prayed for us one night at Break Every Chain. Yeah. He is just an amazing child. Yeah. So tell us. So tell us about your ministry. So how did you get started with that? So about seven years ago, and thank you about my son. My all my. Children are amazing, but he is definitely another miracle in itself. Um, But seven years ago, I was laying on the couch, and I had a call on my life since I was 16 when I did give my life to the Lord, Um, and I ran from that call for a very long time. And it wasn't just, you know, serve the Lord. It it went much deeper than that. And so um, one day I was laying on the couch and it's always been burning in me. Like I knew that the Lord had something very specific for me to put my hands to and use me as a vessel to be able to follow through with his work. Wow. And so it came to me and it was just go back to the strip clubs. Like it was simple. I jumped up off the couch. I called my husband and I was just full of like this overwhelming sense of peace and just knowing that this is what I'm called for. This is it. So for seven years, we've gone back into, um, we go into sexually oriented businesses that includes uh, massage parlors, brothels, any place that sex is sold. Um, not all place, let me clarify, sex is not all sold at, but majority, yes. Um, strip clubs and brothels, and we take the girls' gifts. Um, it didn't start off that way. You know, God has opened doors. He's provided finances and the nonprofit and our pastors that we have, Pastor Juan and Ruthie from Get Rap Church is our complete support and other churches in the area in Galveston and, you know, just the community of people that have come around us. So it's grown. It's taken seven years for the Lord to, to grow this into the fruit that's here. And so when we go into the club, we give them gifts and cards and resources and we let them know, look, we're here for you. If you need to talk, if you need to cry, if we can plug you into a resource that maybe we don't have, we're going to help find it for you. And we cry with them. We'll walk into a dressing room. There'll be girls with smoking pot, snorting cocaine, 
drunk and they see us coming. There's other awesome ministries in Houston too, by the way, that do the same thing. And they love us. They embrace us. That is the highlight of their month. We have girls tell us, thank you so much, because if it wasn't for you, I would be dead right now. And I remind them, it's not me. It's God's love that is flowing through Mm. me, and he wants to pour it out to you because you are his daughter. You know, isn't that the thing is is that people, they haven't experienced that love. They're isolated. They're alone. And when they find out that somebody's walked the same, I mean, we are overcomers by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And when they find out that someone has walked that same road and isn't judging them and isn't loving, I mean, it's the response can be incredible. You know, if God's got their heart ready, the response can be incredible. It is so wonderful when you're addicted and you're isolated to know that, that God loves you no matter what you've done and where you've been and that there is hope. We've got to give hope out there. That's, that's, uh, his love and his hope are, are the answers. So what is the name of and your we ministry? Were, so it's Heels to Halos. And we were given another supernatural miracle that happened is almost three years ago now, a complete stranger donor that heard about our organization. We had been praying for five years for a home to be able to take women and to create a program for them to be able to get free from addiction from mindsets to understand their identity, to understand financial stewardship, how to work in the real world, save money and prepare for their future. And one day I got a phone call. It was three Thanksgivings ago and somebody wanted to donate their home. So of course I'm thinking, who's going to want to donate their house to a complete stranger? You've never met me. You've just looked me up on Facebook. So I'm driving over there And all I can think was, oh, well, this house must have been flooded. You know, we think all of these negative things when all God wants to do is bless us. Wow. And it was somebody that I haven't met, and they did. That that next week, we were at the lawyer, signed over the deed to the home, completely debt-free, and we now use it. Um, And we're still in training processes, and we've taken in two women who we help them when they're ready to exit the adult industry. They go through the process, and they can stay in the home. For twelve to twenty-four months. Wow, that God is so. Yeah, good. I don't think I've sat here since February first, our last, our first episode, and not said a word for so long. But I am just <laughs> sitting here mesmerized at your testimony. This is one of the best testimonies I think I've ever heard. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's, it's so strong because there's such a need for you, Megan, in this world today, because um, you just don't hear about this every day, and it's amazing to hear this. It really is. God bless you. So tell us a little bit about the, uh, so you, you really, it sounds like you, there's two parts to your ministry, uh, yes, and that is that you, uh, you go in and you help these women and, and you, you, you talk to them and you love on them and you give them some hope and you give them gifts. And then you've got a, a phase two when they're really ready to, to leave where they can, where they can come and live and, and begin the transition into a life that's, that's different, a, a godly life that's productive in the community. So tell us about the process. Of, and I'm, I'm going to get back to stage one in a minute and how people can c- contact you and, and get, get help now. But tell us about, I'm fascinated by this, this 12 to 24 month program. How does that work? So how it works is we are still, you know, in um, training, we're always looking to learn and grow, right. And expand our knowledge. But what we do is there's about a three to four week in their interview process when there is a, uh, client or candidate, we call them our halos, okay, that would like to come. So they go online, they fill out a referral form, 
Um, or if there's an agency that would like to refer Halo to us, they would fill out that referral form. We'd get back to them within 72 hours. Once we have a phone conversation with the agency or with the Halo, um, we let them know. We find out where they're at. We, we get a lot of kind of personal information from them. We really want to hear their heart. I want to hear where they're at in life. And then we meet face-to-face with them. Some, myself or someone from my team will meet with them face-to-face. And then we start talking to them about our program, what's expected, you know, um, what they're going to learn in the program, what's required, our rules and regulations, you know, um, and what they're going to get out of this. We really want to know that, that they're in a place in their life where they're ready. And we're going to help walk them through this process to freedom. And it's not going to be easy. And we let them know, look, you're excited right now and you're going to have a free place to stay. They don't have bills. You know, they don't have rent. Um, it is the first 40 days is a blackout phase where they don't have access to Internet, um, Instagram, Snapchat. It is a isolated period of time where they do have some people that they can call monitored and just certain safety precautions that are put in place for us and for them. Um, and they go through different phases when they're in the house. But the whole goal is for them, number one, to understand their identity. Okay. We want them to understand who they are, that there is purpose. We also want them to understand that there's a future. We also provide trauma-informed counseling through Shield Bear Counseling Centers. Um, where they, So they do have a professional licensed counselor one to two times a week that they actually go to. Um, and when they come in, we have a couple different other organizations that do work with like dentists or free eye exams or helping them get their gold card, getting some food stamps, getting any misdemeanors or warrants taken care of. Um, maybe they need their driver's license has been revoked because of speeding tickets, they're drunk driving. We do background checks. We want to help them, not just in the area of recovery and addiction and understanding their identity. We want to help them get those things off their plate as much as possible through people donating their time, um, you know, and just and that, and that's so critical. Resources. That's so critical because that it's things like that that are in their way to get out of the, the life that they're in, isn't it? So it you, can it can be a big obstacle, yes, because you have to understand. You you guys understand when you're stuck, mm. and if you're somebody who's got three misdemeanors on your on your record and you've got a drunk driving and you have a battery charge and you face three years in prison and now you're out or you've not gone to prison, but you have these and your license has been revoked and now you're driving illegally. These are small things that can be fixed. Mm. But when you're an individual who doesn't have anyone and you're depressed and you're using drugs or you're, you're supplementing with substances, those small things can look like a mountain and now you stay stuck. Because you don't know how to get out. When there's right. people that want to help you, you just need to be willing to say, okay, can you please help me? you got to understand that God can move mountains. And it does seem so hopeless for so many and so insurmountable. But you know what you're describing, Megan, is, you know, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, with the Open Door Mission. And, and our friend Tommy Thompson describes it as a holistic program. In other words, you're, you're tackling everything. You're tackling all the obstacles. You're tackling the legal problems, the medical problems. We're trying. The, the, yeah, <laughs> yes. trying to. And then, and We're then, y- yeah, and, and you're, you're, but you're leading them then to one that can solve any problem, and that is a relationship with yes. Jesus Christ. 
Absolutely. And may I, I wanted to share with you something, um, you know, a lot of what we do comes out of our beliefs about ourselves, others, and God. And I believe it's all rooted in, like I said in the beginning, fear and shame. Right. Those are two deeply rooted issues that we must be willing to cry through and to pray through and to be vulnerable through, to allow the Lord to come in and heal that fear mm-hmm. and that shame and the old mindsets and belief systems that we have so that He can give us a new heart so that we can now move forward into taking care of life and handling what we need to handle. That's so well said. Yeah, that's beautiful. Because people don't realize when they're stuck and isolated in addiction, you really are a new creation in Christ. When you give your life to Him and and, and all these things are, are there in that little bitty rearview mirror, and life is, is beautiful. Um, do you find um, some common characteristics of the women that you minister to the, about their past lives? So I'm really glad that you asked that because I wanted to hit back on something you said in your introduction, and it's this. And I'm really, really so thankful that you, that you said it. Human trafficking and women who are victims of sexual abuse, child molestation, they might not even be a trafficking victim. There's many different reasons why women go into this type of life. Not every stripper is a human trafficking victim. And not everyone that's in the club is being forced to have sex or being forced to be there against their will. They're bound in their mind. There's a difference between that. And then some are forced by force, fraud, and coercion, which was the definition of human trafficking. And so it doesn't discriminate, guys. Like, I know women, and I've heard stories of women who come from half-million-dollar homes in the woodlands or in different states. And the grooming process starts online. It starts with Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, Fortnite, Minecraft, these games that our kids are holding in their hands. Teenage girls, 12 and 14-year-old girls and boys have walked out of their homes into the arms of their trafficker, Mm. not knowing Mm. that it was a human trafficking situation. Megan, I'm going to ask you to hold over. We're going to go to a, a break now. Uh, Can you hold over? Because I want to give people some resources. Uh, If you'll hold with us for about three minutes, and and I want to tell people where they can turn to get help. Uh, But we really appreciate you joining us. This is a wonderful interview. You're with Recovery Radio Houston, and we'll be back in just one minute. back with Recovery Radio Houston, and we're uh, interviewing Megan McCullum right now. And if you're watching us on Facebook Live, you've got to turn into uh, KKHT at 100.7 or uh, go to your computer, kkht.com, and click the Listen Live, or you've got to download the app because you can't hear the callers. Okay, Megan, um, thank you for holding with us. We really appreciate it. Um, So we were talking about your holistic program and and how you help people. And you were just telling us about uh, the background of people that, that you minister to that, that you found get engaged in the sex industry. Did you want to say some more about that? Um, just to let you guys know, um, you know, a lot of these women, like I said, it's not always how it looks in the movies, but they do come from 
from brokenness. And there's usually some root of something that has happened in their life or their childhood. Um, and it usually stems from rejection um, and the need to feel wanted and being listened to. If you hear interviews by human traffickers, one of the number one things I've heard them say is they pick their victims based on vulnerability because they know that they need a listening ear. Yeah. And so I always tell parents, you can still be the best parent, provide everything for your children and pray over them daily, but teaching them the dangers of social media, the internet, and how these traffickers fish and look for their victims is key and very important. Yeah, because they get them voluntarily most of the time because the young child or the person who's vulnerable just doesn't realize what they're walking into. So it can really happen to anybody, anywhere, anytime. It doesn't discriminate. It can. Yeah. It That's, can. And then they trap them with drugs and whatever other methods, force and coercion and fraud and, and everything else that they can. So it's it's. I don't think people realize the scope of it. I mean, we're talking about 4,500,000 people worldwide, and many of those people are in the United States. And, in fact, we're the number one country, as we are in so many things, where people bring sex, sex traffic others that uh, into this country. So, but like you said, and something else that you might not know is the last time I looked the statistic, and someone's willing to correct me if I'm wrong, but Houston actually has the most strip clubs than any other city in the United States. Well, Houston is including also including Las Vegas. Houston is also the hub for sex trafficking in the United States because of the proximity to Central America and Mexico. Yeah, there's there's no question. Houston is the port, the has, port itself has a reputation, yeah. and you know some of these statistics are, are it's you know people don't volunteer for surveys yeah. for these things, so some of these statistics <laughs> are are estimates, of course. But there's no question that Houston is the center of I'd say Houston and Las Vegas. Uh, the problem, uh, uh, yeah, of this maybe Los Angeles of, of the sex industry, but uh, it's 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 just uh, it's 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 shocking. And you know the other thing I want to emphasize on this program is is that we men don't realize our role in this. Because if there's no demand, then there's, right. there's it's just like our drug problem. If there's no demand, uh, then, then there's no sex trafficking. And we think that, you know, of course, it's pretty obvious if you're if you're engaging in some things. But even just watching pornographic movies, which a lot of people think, that, oh, that's okay. It's not harming anybody. Yes, it is. It is supporting yeah. a whole industry and a whole exploitation of, of women and, and women that are vulnerable and many times underage women. Uh, yeah. it, it, it really is. And so... There are some, I'm going to give some resources right now, Megan, and then I'm going to let you give some because there are groups, you know, there's a book by Patrick Carnes called Out of the Shadows, which talks about sex addiction and and sex in our country and, and the consequences of it. There's a group called Every Man's Battle, because this isn't just a female problem. This is a male problem, just as much, if not more. Uh, there's a group called Every Man's Battle that puts on seminars around the country uh, because men do struggle with this and, and how to deal with it, how to deal with pornography. I minister to, to men who lose multiple jobs because they can't quit watching pornography on, on their computer at work. Um, you know, it, yeah. it, it is a problem. There's another book called uh, uh, by Stephen Armbruster called Worthy of Her Trust, which talks about men that are trapped in sex addiction. Because this is what you're talking about, Megan, is on both sides of the equation. It's the enemy trapping us in something that isn't godly, that isn't productive, that is harmful to us, and that is destructive and will ultimately lead to death, to disease and, 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 and all kinds of addiction and all kinds of problems. They all go together. So if you could tell us about some of the resources that you're aware of, including your own resource 
and how can people can contact you? Yes. So people can contact us. We have our website. If you Google Heels to Halos, um, our web address is www.h2h.one, and we have one because our thing is we're all about the one. If we have one girl in our house at a time for a year, we're good with that because as long as she's making progress and healing is happening, that's what it's all about. Um, I like that too because there's one that they can turn to that can solve any problem they have. Anyway, sorry. Go go ahead. And our website is also on there to be able to get a hold of us. And there's also a couple of other great organizations. There's one called Love People Not Pixels. Um, It's run by a group of amazing men. And you hit the nail on the head. We need men in this fight to step up and to educate other men and to not be ashamed. And that's what Love People Not Pixels they do. They, they educate the community. They have an amazing presentation and training that men and women can go to to teach you about the dangers of pornography, how to protect your children, your school system. Um, they tap into areas that we don't because we're in a different thing of what they do. And they also meet men where they're at um, when they have been arrested for prostitution. And they meet them with materials and resources. And then Childproof America is another one. She's a huge advocate for human trafficking. If you just Google Childproof America or Love People Not Pixels. And then Redeemed Ministries is also another amazing organization in Houston that has a safe house for human trafficking victims. Also, um, someone to look into for resources. You are about to give your phone number. Do you mind giving that out? Yeah, it's 806-590-0774. All right, and give your web address one more time. But if people just Google the name Heels to Halos, it'll come up, right? Yeah, it's www.h2h.one. There's another organization, and we're going to have uh, the lady that runs it on before too long that I know of that does something similar, although they may have a little more focus on addiction, but it's called Heaven's Army. Are you familiar with them? I have heard of Heaven's Army, yes, sir. Okay, that's an it's a it's a also yeah. a home. You know, the harvest is plentiful, man. There are so many people out yes. there that need help, and that's it's what, needed. Yes, and so all the the more ministries, and you just start looking around. There, God has put people out there that are being obedient, that are there that want to help, and we have to realize when we're stuck in 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 addiction. Because uh, would you agree with me that that most of the women that are doing this but to numb themselves are, are using their substances or alcohol and have a co addiction problem with that? I would say most of them, yes, all of them, no. Yeah. But there's other things that are addiction, and I think sometimes, and this gets into another topic, but to stay on topic, addiction isn't just drugs and alcohol, sex and pornography. Mm-hmm. Addiction can be compulsive spending. It can be anger and rage. It can be restricting food and bulimia and um, codependency, anorexia. Uh, yeah, you know? needing the attention, as you said. You know, it's funny. Exactly. It's funny. You 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 said that earlier, Megan, about how um, a lot of the the girls' issues stem from rejection and uh, wanting to feel wanted and all that. And I'm willing to wager that the predominant amount of men that enter these places are suffering from the same thing. So it's they amazing. Are. The, en- the enemy manipulates both sides, both genders with, with the lies and there's abuse in the, in the past also, but, and on the male side also to where guys don't feel worthy enough to go up to a, 
a woman for real. They'd rather go. I know a man who told me one time, one of the most powerful things he ever said to me when I asked him, I said, why is it that you kept going? What was it? And he told me two things. He said, Megan, whenever I would go into a massage parlor, he says, I could feel that it was dirty, but I kept doing the very thing. I didn't know why I didn't want to do. And then he said with the strip club, the reason why a lot of men go it all stems from rejection. You can go and pay mm-hmm. for a woman and you're not going to get rejected. Mm-hmm. They're not going to say, no, I'm tired or I'm not in the mood. They get what they want. They can pay for what they want and they don't have to get rejected. Yeah. They have to realize though, that that's, that's, that's a lie from the enemy. He's telling them because it is it, a lie from the enemy. Cause it's not real. And, Absolutely. And they're, they're, I was just <laughs> trying to show how, yeah. no, how, true. how a death, our enemy is to where yes. he can fool both participants, right? Yep. But there's one that can save both of them. So if we turn, if we turn our attentions towards him, all that the enemy used to fool us goes away, and it's just as much right. on the men as it is on the women, also. I Absolutely, if not more so. So, um, Megan, we really appreciate you you joining us tonight. Um, there's another website I happened to come across today called Beauty to Ashes. That had uh, some really good information. I think it's a resource that's helping people. I want to. I want to remind somebody. There's another group. Of, Megan, are you familiar with Christine Kane, who's got a, a worldwide ministry out of Australia? Um, and she. I am. We actually use her Propel curriculum inside of our Halo House as part of our programming. Hey, that's wonderful. You know, she said something. We've we've got to remember during this time of coronavirus and addiction and all these things that, by the way, all these addictive things really wreck your immune system. So if you want to be mm-hmm. vulnerable to coronavirus, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the <laughs> thing to do. But we've got to remember, Christine Kane was, was diagnosed with cancer, and yeah. uh, and she prayed at the time that, that she be healed supernaturally, and God does that and can do that. And she prayed, secondly, if, if that didn't happen, that, that God gave her doctors wisdom to cure her. And if that didn't happen, she prayed that uh, she was thankful that she was saved because she knew that she'd be saved. Mm. She'd be healed uh, forever. The corruptible body would would go away and she'd, she'd have a new brand new body in heaven. So mm. that's what people have to focus on. You know, this world, we we get so wrapped up in our problems and our, our emotions and everything else. And if we turn our attention to him and what he offers us eternally and what she said, Megan, you nailed it. And let him change our heart because that's where it comes from. Then we're new creations in Christ, and everything changes. You know, yeah. we we just we just are so thankful that you're being obedient to God's what God's called you to do. Amazing and, work! Yeah, everybody out there, this should be a uh, a testament to the fact that God doesn't put us through things for no reason. And if we have ears to hear and we listen, there's a reason He puts us through things. And we have a mighty testimony, and we can help people on the other side. So, again, mm-hmm. God bless you for the work you're doing, and thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you, guys. Have a good evening. Thank you, Megan. Right, you Megan. too. God bless you. Happy Keep Easter. up the good work. Keep up the good work. Bye. All right. Well, that was uh, that was incredible. What it was amazing. Yeah, she's she's uh, uh, got an incredible testimony, and she, and she's you know the thing I like about her is is just uh, how much her heart is into. Yeah, I was just about to say you can feel yes. through the phone lines how on fire she is for what she does she, she you know she's you know? she has realized what god's purpose is exactly. in her life and she is being obedient and she is following that and she is helping people out the boldness and braveness to walk into strip clubs 
and to to approach people. And you know what's also amazing about that though that, that she does it and her husband does it, but the reaction that she gets. Yeah, how happy the girls are to see her, and and you it's know, not something that happens every day at the strip club. Uh, no. you know? <laughs> and, and you know, and that's why we're on the radio because yeah. the, because there are people out there that don't even know it. Right. That that they want God in their lives and they want help they need and they to hear need it. help and they need to hear it and they mm-hmm. need to know that they're not alone that that other people have walked the road that they've walked and that God loves them and that that He has a mighty purpose for their life. We've got another call holding, so let's go to uh, Miss Gross. Uh, Miss Gross, how are you tonight? I'm good. Good evening. Um, uh, the power of prayer is amazing. I just wanted to let. You all know I called in last week on my granddaughter, Katie Pooh. I just want to let you know she is healed. Um, and I want to say thank you all for all your prayers. Um, she came home yesterday. She had a lot of injuries from the car wreck last week. And uh, she is in a back brace for three to four months. But I just want to tell all of you thank you so oh, much for God. all the prayers. And God is good. It's amazing. That's She's- a wonderful Easter present, huh? Yes, yeah, the, healed. <laughs> yes. Well, the, the, wonderful, wonderful. The, yeah. And I just want to tell my husband, I know he's listening at the wind unit. Um, his name's Sean Gross. Um, sweetheart, we love you and we miss you. We know that one of uh, the guys there or the, the guards there got um, the coronavirus, so that he do have wow. y'all on lockdown. But I just want to let you know that we love you and we do miss you. And God loves you, Sean. Let's pray for Sean right now. And let's continue to pray for Katie Pooh. Uh, Father God, we just we just thank you for... For Megan and for her ministry and for what she shared with the city, and we know that that's had a profound impact. That somebody out there has been listening, and it's going to change their lives. And we thank you for that. And we thank you, Father, for that you're such an awesome, wonderful, forgiving God. We thank you for sending your Son to die on a cross and for the resurrection that occurred on Easter Sunday, Father God. We just we're just in awe of you and amazed, and we're amazed at your healing power. And we thank you for healing Katie Pooh. And we just. Uh, Thank you that, that she's released from the hospital, God, and we just ask that you continue to keep your hand on her and continue to heal her. Father, and we, we pray for Sean. We hope he's listening, and we hope that, that he's spending his time uh, in quarantine and isolated, that he's spending his time with you. Because, you know, people out there need to know that they're never alone, that God is always with them and always there and always listening to prayer and always has a reason for everything that he does. Nothing is wasted and and that he's there with open arms. And so, Father, we just come to you tonight with gratitude and uh, just just thank you for all the miracles that that you've performed and all the miracles yet to come. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Thank you, guys. Well, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Gross. You keep listening, and we're going to keep praying for Sean and Katie Pooh as well. Happy Easter. Thank you so much. Y'all have a wonderful night. Thank you. Well, we're we've got a few minutes left, Tony, and and um, you know, it's it's tough. We don't know how long uh, this quarantine is going to last. Although things are starting to look better, I I think we're getting to the other end of this thing. You know, the, the the they're even saying in New York now that the the death. I mean, it's horrible to say it, but the death rate is slowing. Yeah. Um. I think one thing that people, including myself, are probably really naive to is that where we're at here in this part of the country, we're pretty blessed. Uh, yeah, we are. New York and Los Angeles are just the stories coming out of there. I can just imagine uh, being from New York City, what it must be like to be uh, scared to go outside because that's basically what they are. I mean, to look at those pictures of Manhattan, desolate, you know, and then the, the pictures of the the trucks backing up to the hospitals and the public cemetery getting filled more than ever. It's just a real sign um, 
sign of times, really. Well, it really is. And, and I tell you what, um, I think it's really going to lead to an awakening. Yeah. I think that people see that this this life is transitory. Um, you never know, you know. We don't know when Jesus is coming a second time, but we certainly don't never and never know when our time is coming. Right. You know, we could as as we drive home tonight, uh, we could get hit by an eighteen wheeler, and so now's the time, folks, to look at your whole card. You yeah. need to have Jesus Christ in your life. You need Him to to get over addictions. You need him to to live the life, the abundant life that he wants for you here. But most importantly, you need him for for eternity, and you need your salvation. So, I think God's going to use this, and, and people are going to be hungry. People are. I know we're excited. We're having a drive up service tomorrow at nine hundred one Wilson Road. Uh, we're going to be safe. Everybody's going to stay in their car, and nobody's going to be in contact with anybody. But but we're going to tune into a radio frequency, and we're going to hear a sermon from our pastor, and we're going to celebrate Easter. And, um, you know, Easter is about resurrection, and there's going to be a resurrection in this country as, as we begin to reopen and, and well, begin to converge and begin to worship again together. And I think the one thing I'm most hopeful for is that people realize so many things that were important a month ago really don't matter right now. Yeah. And maybe when we come out on the other, other end of this thing, we'll realize that some of the things that we really worry about every day are really not all that important at the, in the grand scheme of things. Amen. You know, we, we can take another call or two if you want to call us at 1-800-808-5548. That was a powerful, powerful testimony we had and heard, and I'm glad that we had Megan on. I want to talk about a couple other resources for people that are, uh, because as we just discussed, this isn't just a, you know, we it's just not women that are the that are at issue here. It, it's just not the, the women that get trapped into this because of addiction or because of uh, abuse or because they get... They get tricked into doing something. They get trafficked. Uh, they're lonely. The enemy gets a hold of them. He isolates them. But there takes two to tango, and that may be a crude way of putting it, but there's got to be men on the other side. And there are some organizations. I mentioned some earlier. There's one called Every Man's Battle, um, and there's a book called Out of the Shadows. If you think you have a problem with sex addiction, I really recommend you read that. It's by a guy named Patrick Carnes. But just as there's AA for alcoholics, there are organizations uh, called Sex Addicts. Uh, SA. Sex Anonymous. Sex, sex Addicts. And um, uh, there's another one called uh, sex, Sexaholics and Sex Addicts Anonymous, SAA and SA. And, you know, you can't go to – there's lots of meetings here in Houston, just as we're the hub for – one of the hubs for uh, uh, topless clubs and for uh, sex trafficking, massage parlors, things of that nature. We've also got a, a really resourceful and vibrant recovery community. And, and, right. and so you can find the, you know, you can go to 12steps.org and you can find uh, meetings online and things of that nature. You can find, you can go to saa.com or sa.com and you can find uh, information about it. And, and when we come out of this, and it won't be that much longer, you can find meetings all over town where people, men who struggle with the same thing, that the struggle either with pornography or struggle with going to strip clubs or struggle with uh, using prostitutes or massage parlors come together and and there's strength in numbers god wants us to aggregate there's iron sharpens iron one person sharpens another and so these groups uh you can you can come in and talk to men and you can you can be open and share you know that's one thing about people that that when you're isolated and alone in addiction you you feel so alone and you feel so that what megan talked about the shame and the embarrassment 
But people are there. God's put people there to help you and that you can share without being ashamed and see that other people have not only walked where you've walked, but overcome what you what you need to overcome. So I encourage people to to get involved in those kinds of organizations. There's also um, software because so much of the sex industry now is technology uh, driven that there's software you can put on your phone, your PC that can alert an accountability partner that you're looking at something you shouldn't be. You can block things. I mean, basically it all, no matter what your addiction is, it comes down to willingness. It does. Are you willing to change? Are you willing to take a different step? Are you willing to reach out to Jesus? And until that willingness takes root, um, all the resources in the world, they're going to be there, but are you really willing to use them? Yeah. There's a one called Covenant Eyes, which I recommend. Yeah. Let's take a call real quick. We've got a, a, a man named Charles on line one. Uh, Charles, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. How about you, John? I'm doing fine, my friend. I know Charles. Uh, Charles, why don't you, real quickly, because we've only got a couple of minutes, uh, tell folks a little bit about yourself. Where are you calling from right now, as a matter of fact? Uh, I'm calling from uh, Open Door Mission. We're actually here locked down right now because of the uh, COVID-19, uh, but we're still uh, still celebrating recovery. Uh, that is amazing, Charles. Uh, you know, uh, the Open Door Mission is, as you know, a place that is near and dear to my heart. How, how long have you been at the mission? Uh, actually, I've been here almost a year. It's been 11 months and some change now. What can you tell us about what the program has done for your life? Uh, man, uh, well, it, 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 it reintroduced me to Jesus Christ, and, and it brought me from a place of utter hopelessness to a place where uh, I not only have hope, but I'm, I'm actually looking forward to the future. Uh, I mean, granted, it's a, it's a little tumultuous right now with everything going on, but uh, still, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It, it just, it gets, it's given me a different outlook now. Uh, going forward, trying to get back into school and stuff. Yeah, what what all has the mission done for you, Charles? What what because people need to understand the scope of of what's available, the resources at at the mission. And we've got two minutes. Well, by yeah, the way. It, it's it's like uh, what you said earlier. It's, it's a holistic program. So, uh, like the young lady was talking about earlier with her program, they they help us uh, legally. They help us get uh, IDs if we don't have them. Um, uh, they they give us a a clinical aspect to recovery for uh, uh, so we can learn about our addiction from a drug counselor perspective, uh, and then we also get uh, fed spiritually where we we, we go through uh, biblical courses and, and and learn scripture and and how to use that to combat our uh, addiction, and then uh, uh, we also still have the twelve steps um, through AA and celebrate recovery, which is a lot different spin on the twelve steps because it's you know, Christ-centered, uh, which I, I love, Celebrate Recovery Program. Uh, and I mean, and that's all offered here within, you know, a five- to six-month program, um, which is a lot, uh, very unlike most 45- to 30-day, you know, sober living. Yeah, I don't think that that's enough for many people. So, you know, uh, the thing about it is, is, as Tony was saying earlier, you have to have the willingness to change your life. And there is one who can change your life, and that's that's what you guys focus on. Number one is Jesus saves and he does. Charles, Amen. do you have a real quick advice for anybody that to stay sober during this time of quarantine? I mean, um, for me, it's been a completely radical mindset. So, I mean, uh, I would just say whatever support group, if you have anybody around you or, or anybody that you can re- reach out to, even if it's uh, uh, open-door mission, 
I mean, that that's crucial. Charles, that's thank you really for crucial. thank you for joining us. We'll have a longer interview sometime. You've you've been with Recovery Radio Houston. Tune in every Saturday night at nine to ten p.m. Jesus saves and God loves you. Happy Easter. <laughs>